Welcome to episode 238 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about the Pfizer documents. As a result of a lawsuit, the Food and Drug Administration asked a federal court to allow them 75 years to publicly release Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine data submitted to the agency. Nothing suspicious going on there, right? The court ordered the FDA to immediately begin releasing 55,000 pages of the Pfizer vaccine data every month into the public domain. As you can imagine, these documents are not your average, easy-to-understand documents as they're written for scientists, by scientists, and medical researchers. Daily Clout, a website devoted to civic transparency headed by journalist Naomi Wolf, realized that the raw documents were impossible to cover in normal journalistic methods. With the help of Steve Bannon's War Room podcast organization, they solicited volunteers to tear through the thousands of documents. They ended up with a group of over 3,000 volunteers called the War Room Daily Clout Team. It was comprised of biostatisticians, lab clinicians, pathologists, anesthesiologists, sports medicine physicians, cardiologists, research scientists, registered nurses, and many other related disciplines who all worked for over a year to interpret the results in a manner that the average person could consume. In this podcast, I summarize their findings. What I found remarkable is that I personally learned very little from the 445-page document comprised of 48 distinct reports. And what I mean by that is very few of the headline findings were new to me. The excruciating details of each report is another story, but top line, I learned very little. The reason I bring that up is not to toot my own horn about how well-informed I am. All I can tell you is the sites in which I get my news from reported on almost all of these findings over the last three years. I don't get my news from the Alphabet Soup Conspiracy Media because they lie, they gaslight, and they propagandize their viewers and their readers with the establishment narrative that you're allowed to consume. If you get your news by scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, you never get the full story. Same for the Alphabet Soup outlets. I follow Substack accounts of people like Naomi Wolf, Dr. Robert Malone, Stephen Kirsch, and Dr. Pierre Corey. I follow the writings of Dr. Joseph Mercola and Dr. Peter McCullough. I went directly to sites like Frontline Doctors, sites like Zero Hedge, Revolver, LouRockwell.com, The Gateway Pundit. And I listen to podcasts and talk radio shows like Steve Bannon's War Room, Dan Bongino, Tom Woods, and Tara Servatius, to name a few of those who are willing to tell the truth despite the FBI-led social media censorship that we now have definitive proof of, thanks to Elon Musk and the Twitter files. If you relied on social media sites for your news, you were shit out of luck in getting the truth, and what you are about to hear is going to sound as crazy as it did to people like me, who have been learning about these crimes against humanity over the last three years. But what's most astonishing is the constant and consistent push to take the COVID vax by our so-called leaders. Comply or die, or in this case, comply and possibly die from the vax or suffer lifelong adverse effects that both Big Pharma and their government regulators knew existed but hid from the public. Thus the claims of crimes against humanity. Before we dive in, if you're interested in the Twitter files and what was uncovered there, check out episodes 228 and 234 for a deep dive into that topic. As I mentioned, the Daily Clout Report is 445 pages long, 
comprised of 48 reports that, when put together, document what can only be described as massive crimes against humanity. You will see that Pfizer knew that the mRNA vaccines did not work. You will see that the ingredients, including lipid nanoparticles, in the mRNA injection biodistributed throughout the body in a couple of days, accumulating in the liver, the spleen, and ovaries. You will see that Pfizer and the FDA knew that the injections caused heart damage in minors, and yet they waited months to inform the public of that fact. You will see that Pfizer sought to hire over a thousand new staffers simply to manage the flood of adverse events reports that they were receiving and that they anticipated receiving. You will see that 61 people died of stroke, half of the stroke adverse events being within a couple of days of the injection, and that five people died of liver damage with, again, many of the liver damage adverse events sustained shortly after the injection. You will see neurological events, cardiac events, strokes, brain hemorrhages, and blood clots, lung clots, leg clots at a massive scale. You will see that headaches, joint pain, and muscle pain are rampant as adverse events, though these are not disclosed as routine side effects warnings by our agencies. Most seriously of all, you will see that a 360-degree attack on human reproductive capability with harms to sperm counts, testes, sperm motility, harms to ovaries, menstrual cycles, placentas. You will see that over 80% of the pregnancies in one section of the Pfizer documents ended in spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. You will see that 72% of the adverse events in one section of the documents were in women, and that 16% of those were reproductive disorders. At the end of the day, the only thing you need to remember about this dark chapter in our world history is everyone, by law, deserves informed consent when it comes to medical interventions. It is essentially a crime to withhold it. And what we got from the Fauci, WHO, FDA, CDC, Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J cabal was nothing short of, I'll say it again, crimes against humanity as evidenced by the fraud they tried to cover up before shoving the often toxic, sometimes deadly, so-called vaccine on the world. First, I'm going to go through the top 16 concerns from the FDA Pfizer documents, and then I'm going to go through the headline news from each of the 48 reports. Remember Pfizer's claim of 95% efficacy? That was based on only a small number of COVID-19 cases in the clinical trials, basically making it statistically insignificant. Yet they repeated it over and over again. Remember when the Fauci, WHO, FDA, CDC, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J cabal told us that the spike protein does not travel from the injection site? Well, contrary to those public statements, they were aware of data showing that the vaccine ingredients travel from the injection site through the bloodstream. They cross important blood organ barriers, including at the brain, testes, and ovaries, and continue to produce harmful spike proteins for an undetermined amount of time. Pfizer did not expect more than 158,000 separate adverse events to be reported during the initial 12-week rollout and had to hire a small army of 2,400 additional full-time staff to manage the caseload. Despite these additional staff, Pfizer could not determine the outcome of over 20,000 people reporting vaccine injuries. How about dead babies? I think I mentioned it just a minute ago, but as Pfizer tracked adverse events during the first 12 weeks of the vaccine rollout, 270 pregnant women reported a vaccine injury, 
but Pfizer only followed 32 of them, and 28 of their babies died, a shocking 88% fetal death rate. What about breastfeeding? Pfizer's real-world data demonstrated a range of adverse side effects for breastfeeding mothers who received the vaccine and for their nursing babies, including infantile vomiting, fever, rash, agitation, and allergy to the vaccine. In addition, breastfeeding mothers experienced partial paralysis, suppressed lactation, breast pain, migraines, and breast milk discoloration to a blue-green color. Ignoring this alarming data on vaccination during pregnancy and nursing, Pfizer, the federal health agencies, and numerous medical societies strongly recommended that pregnant and nursing women across the country and across the world receive the experimental mRNA vaccine. How about shedding? Pfizer's clinical trial suggests that the mRNA vaccine ingredient that instructs for spike protein can be transferred from one person to another by skin-to-skin -skin contact, inhalation, and by sexual intercourse through bodily fluids, causing an unvaccinated person to have an environmental exposure to the vaccine. In other words, shedding was a real concern expressed in Pfizer's own documents. Yet as late as July 2022, the CDC assured Americans that this COVID-19 mRNA vaccine shedding is a myth and is misinformation. Remember, it was one of those conspiracy theories that ended up being true. How about the impact on men? Well, were you aware that the Pfizer study inclusion criteria for men required either total abstinence from sex with women of childbearing age or the use of both condoms and other contraception and to refrain from donating sperm? Why do you think that might be? Perhaps Pfizer suspected that vaccinating men's ejaculate could affect both women and the unborn child conceived, and yet they didn't make that fact public. Pfizer did not evaluate vaccine adverse effects on male fertility during clinical trials because the company was in a rush, stating that the absence of reproductive toxicity studies was necessary to speed its vaccine development and meet the allegedly urgent health need. Yet Pfizer's trial documents show that the company knew its vaccine ingredients, the lipid nanoparticles carrying the mRNA, passed the blood testicular barrier, and that previous studies had shown that the nanoparticles accumulate in the testes and cause reproductive harm by adversely affecting sperm quality, quantity, morphology, whatever the heck that is, and mortality. During Pfizer's study of vaccine adverse events during the public rollout in early 2021, Pfizer included, quote, anti-sperm antibody positive, end quote, among its 1,300 adverse events of special interest that were reported. The presence of anti-sperm antibodies in male ejaculate is an immune cause of male infertility as adhesion of antibodies to sperm affects the motility or the movement, making the sperm's journey to the egg highly difficult or even impossible. And yet, they never mention that. Although mRNA occurs naturally in the body and degrades quickly, Pfizer modified the vaccine RNA so that it continues making spike proteins for an untested duration. It also produces more numerous spike proteins in untested amounts. And finally, it disables the body's normal immune reactions, which may suppress immunity to other diseases such as viruses and cancer. Might that explain why we now have a pandemic of the vaccinated? As we know now, the more boosters you got, the worse your immune system is degraded. During the vaccine rollout in early 2021, cases of inflammation of the heart lining and muscle were reported to Pfizer. 
And one month before the emergency use authorization for teenagers was granted in May of 2021, a peer-reviewed study showed that 35 teenagers had suffered myocarditis after their Pfizer vaccines. In August 2021, after millions of teens had received the vaccine, FDA, CDC, and Pfizer issued a warning about myocarditis risk in teens. Meanwhile, we have young athletes all over the planet suffering cardiac arrest during athletic competitions, many of them dropping dead. And what do you hear from the Fauci, WHO, FDA, CDC, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J cabal? Crickets. See what I mean about crimes against humanity? Continuing to review the 16 main themes from the Pfizer documents, Pfizer did not disclose that its COVID-19 vaccine ingredients, including microRNAs, which are an important natural component of gene expression and regulation and are associated with many diseases as well as a person's immunity, these microRNAs coming from outside the body, such as in Pfizer's vaccine, alter the delicate balance among those naturally occurring molecules with the potential for harmful health consequences that Pfizer did not study. This next one really demonstrates the evil and corrupt nature of Pfizer. During their phase three trial in humans, which was supposed to compare the vaccine group against the control group receiving the placebo for two full years in order to measure the safety of the vaccine, Pfizer eliminated most of the control group after four months by vaccinating those who had received the placebo injection. This removed the vital opportunity for measuring whether the vaccines are causally connected with other poor health conditions that develop after the vaccination. Let me just editorialize here for a minute. They saw how badly the trial results were turning out and they eliminated the control group so comparisons were no longer possible. That's the definition of evil. That's the definition of fraud, and that's the definition of crimes against humanity. In September 2021, Pfizer and the FDA did a bait-and-switch by licensing a version of Pfizer's vaccine called Comirnaty, and although they claim Pfizer's emergency use authorization version was interchangeable and equivalent with Comirnaty, Pfizer's documents show that only approximately 4% of the emergency use authorization vaccine was interchangeable and was not available to the general public. If I remember correctly, this had something to do with liability. See, under the emergency use authorization, Big Pharma was granted immunity from lawsuits over side effects from the vaccine, or so-called vaccine. But then, I think another version of the vaccine received normal approval from the powers that be, and it could be distributed to the populace. However, the catch is, Big Pharma is now subject to normal liability standards, and Given the horrendous results of the trials, they're not about to open themselves up to that liability. The bottom line is Pfizer's favorable clinical trial conclusions contradict the real-world adverse effects and efficacy failures documented after the public rollout of Pfizer's COVID vaccine. If Pfizer had a TV commercial for its COVID vaccine listing the 158,893 adverse events reported in the first 12 weeks, the announcer would be reading them for more than 80 consecutive hours. Speaking of TV, pharmaceutical commercials, and fast-talking disclosure, I have a question for all of you who did get the jab. How many of you received any communication from your healthcare provider, either verbally or in writing, about the possible side effects of the COVID jab? I mean, after all, when I watch commercials on TV or read through the printouts associated with any prescription I've ever filled, it clearly states all the bad shit that can happen to me if I consume the product. 
It's called informed consent, which was withheld from you in regards to the COVID jab. And that, my friends, is illegal. As I am neither a scientist nor a researcher or anything medical related, I'm not even going to attempt to dive into the 48 reports and provide commentary. The level of detail is clearly painstaking and very thorough for anyone who wants to dive into any of them. I'm going to put a link to this 445 page report in the show notes page for anyone who wishes to purchase it. I think it was like 12 bucks. What I am going to do is provide you with the headlines from each of the 48 reports to give you a sense of what was covered. Report number one, what happened to Pfizer's missing patients? Report number two, 136 deaths and 1,600 serious cases of ineffectiveness revealed. Here's another. Pfizer's mRNA construct, why spike proteins causes disease. This is report number six. Safe and effective, we beg to differ. Red flags in the Pfizer internal documents. Report number eight. Why was the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine recommended for use in and administered to children when it was not tested in that age group? Here's another. Even big pharma CEOs recognize that not everyone could be vaccinated. So why vaccine mandates? Well, of course, because totalitarians need compliance in the population. Report number 10. Pfizer vaccine. FDA fails to mention risk of heart damage in teens. Report 11. Secret documents. How Pfizer covered up the flood of adverse events. Report number 12. Missing 50 pregnant women from Pfizer clinical trials. Number 13. Were we lied to by the FDA? Number 14. Adverse events rise in babies breastfed by vaccinated mothers. Number 15. MicroRNA, the hidden RNA in the Pfizer mRNA vaccine. Here's another. Why COVID-19 vaccine consent must be informed. Report 17, vaccine shedding. Can this be real after all? Report number 19, concerns about vaccine candidates used as basis for emergency use authorization. Number 20, what did Pfizer know and when did they know it? Neurological harms concealed. 24, strokes. What did Pfizer know and when did they know it? Here's another, cytokines, a cause for concern in pregnant and nursing women. 26 reads, Vaccine trials for infants and children show little to no benefit. 27. Did Pfizer and FDA conceal an existing remedy for COVID? 28. Inconsistencies in Pfizer clinical trials are surfacing. Report number 29. Pfizer-BioNTech equivalent half-truths or lot of lies. Number 30. If Pfizer controlled the data, they controlled the outcome. In other words, fraud. Number 31. Pfizer's new 2-in-1 COVID-19 boosters, are we the clinical trial? 33. Pfizer evidence so far, cover-ups, heart damage, and more. Here's another. Pfizer used dangerous assumptions rather than research to guess at outcome. Number 35. Pfizer, FDA, CDC, hid proven harm to male sperm quality testes function from mRNA vaccine ingredients. 36. Women have two and a half times higher risk of adverse events than men. 37. Despite incomplete safety trials, the Food and Drug Administration grants full approval of Pfizer's BioNTech Comirnaty for adolescents 12 to 15 years of age. 38. Data do not support safety of mRNA COVID vaccines for pregnant women. 39. 2021 CDC and FDA misinformation. Retroactive editing, erroneous spontaneous abortion rate calculation, obfuscation in the New England Journal of Medicine. 
40. Pfizer's emergency use authorization granted based on fewer than 0.4% of clinical trial participants. FDA ignored disqualifying protocol deviations to grant EUA. 41. 22 cases of rare myocarditis by February 2021, yet Pfizer said no new safety issues. FDA waits until June 25, 2021 to include myocarditis risk in fact sheets. 44. How many pregnant American women receive mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in 2021? Only estimates are available. 45. Blood systems-related adverse events follow Pfizer's COVID-19 mRNA vaccine. 46. VAERS. 76% of vaccine-related miscarriages from the past 30 years occurred once pregnant women started receiving COVID-19 vaccines. 47. Clotting, system-related adverse events following Pfizer COVID-19 mRNA vaccine. And finally, the last report, serious stroke adverse events following Pfizer COVID-19 mRNA vaccination. What's the bottom line? All of this so-called science was junk science. And the follow the science crowd was the one pushing this bullshit the whole time. It reminds me of the man-made climate change agenda crap. It's all junk. It's all lies. It's all propaganda and gaslighting. Not only is it junk science, but it's fraud, plain and simple. Here's a collection of descriptors from the headlines I just presented to you. I just started collecting them as I was writing them down and reading them, and they all point to fraud. Data did not support. Cover-ups. Conceal. Cause for concern. Lies. Secret documents. Fails to mention. Missing ineffectiveness, concern, deception, inconsistencies, half-truths and lies, controlled the data, controlled the outcome, dangerous assumptions rather than research, erroneous calculations, obfuscation, misinformation, missing patients, FDA ignored, myocarditis, failure, blood system-related adverse events, clotting miscarriages. All of that equates to one of the biggest frauds in world history. And because of the massive fraud and cover-up, guess what? The emergency use authorization which protects Big Pharma from liability for adverse effects and death from the so-called vaccine is null and void. The emergency use authorization shield of protection can be pierced by any decent attorney using this daily clout report as Exhibit 1 through 48. Mark my word. You will be seeing a flood of lawsuits and likely massive class action lawsuits hitting big pharma in the coming years due to all of this fraud, lies, data manipulation, and misrepresentation, i.e. misinformation. I can't wait to short Pfizer and Moderna stock to pad my retirement account. And that's the truth about the Pfizer documents. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share the episodes with your friends. Oh,